0: Hello and welcome to the Nefesh Sesh Podcast. I'm Amy. And I'm Kathy.
1: Nefesh, which is the title of our show, is an extension of a few of our favorite things that we like to do together as friends. We like to study the Bible together and learn as much as we can about how to become healthier humans so that we can better love the
0: other humans in our lives. We invite you to join us as we learn and practice. The music that you hear in the background is from our friends, the Shira Brothers. You can find their music on Apple Music, Spotify, or Amazon Music. You can also follow them on Instagram and Facebook, at Shira Brothers. and Welcome back. We're excited today to bring you the first in a series of episodes we'll be releasing on Enneagram types and friendship. We will be interviewing two of each of the nine types to get their perspectives on how they interact in relationships, friendship specifically. Adult friendship is a topic that Kathy and I have been learning a lot about, uh, both through kind of sharing our own personal experiences and then some other resources that we've come across. And One of the main things that we've learned is that healthy adult friendship can be really hard, um, but we still feel like it's really worth working on and working towards. And so the Enneagram has been a great tool for us, uh, and we feel like it could be a great tool for others in learning how to love um, your friends better. Um, So our goal for this series is kind of twofold. If you're just learning about the Enneagram and trying to identify your type, These episodes might help you confirm your type, just just hearing from the different types. Uh, And then our goal is also to provide perspectives from each type to kind of help you understand better how to love uh, the people that you're in relationship with if they're a different type than you. So we have two special guests on today that we're really excited to introduce to you. They're some of our favorite people. Um, But first, um, they are both identifies type nines on Enneagram. So we kinda want to review uh just some things about type nine. So type nine is often called the mediator. Uh their orientation to time is the past. So they spend a lot of time thinking about the past. Um, they're in the anger or gut triad uh and nines actually in, often internalize their anger. So they may not come across as being angry, you know, outwardly, uh, but they they hold a lot of that inside. Uh, so their, their passion is sloth, um, which Kathy will talk a little bit more about in a second. And then their wings are either eight or one. So wings are, you know, the numbers that are on either side of the nine. And so typically we kind of lean heavier towards one over the other. Um, so you'll hear our guests today kind of tell you what their wings are. Um, they're, basic need of a nine is to be at peace. Um, and then, uh, in security or in growth, they kind of can act like, um, or have the energy of a three type three and in non-security, they have more of a type six energy. Um, so the lost childhood message for a nine is your presence matters. Uh, and so this is something that they never, um, actually hear it. And comprehend it, no matter how many times it's communicated verbally. Uh, but if you communicate that in actions to a type, and to a type nine, um, they have a better time, uh, kind of understanding that.
1: So I'll just kind of flesh out, um, a few things that, that Amy said. Um, so she talked about that they internalize their anger. So sometimes for a type nine, uh, they can display passive-aggressive behaviors because they do not want to engage in conflict. Um, interestingly, they are the most stubborn type out of all of the Enneagrams. Even though they don't want to be in conflict, um, they can sometimes have a stubborn streak. Um We think because they're called the sloth that they can be lazy, but that's actually not true. They can be very busy. Um, That sloth can come in when they are doing things and being busy doing things that really they should not be doing and not focusing on what they should be doing. So um, they have the least amount of energy of all the types. They are great mediators for us. Uh, but sometimes they keep their thoughts to themselves. We may think that they're not thinking, but actually they're always thinking. They're just not necessarily expressing their thoughts that they have. Um, They just don't want to share those thoughts. So we've identified a lot of negative characteristics. And, And because, and one of the reasons that the Enneagram, we kind of learn what our negative characteristics are is because we Relate to what our negative um, characteristics are first before we relate to our positive characteristics. So, even though we've talked about a lot of negative things, nines can be some of the most wonderful people for us in our world. And we're going to let our guests kind of explain that for us. So, first, I want to introduce um, a lifelong friend of mine. Her name is Jen. And I think we've been friends, gosh, since fourth grade. Maybe that's right, and um so, in sixth grade, uh Jen moved away to another town, and I remember she and I laying in a bed and crying over that. We, we even got our ears ears pierced just alike, and all these kinds of things, and so we've remained friends for a long time, and uh, I'm so excited to have her on the show so um. Tell us a little bit about yourself, Jen. Tell us your family situation and about what you do and, and how things have been
2: for you in COVID. Okay, well thanks first of all for having me be part of this. I just think this is great. You all are doing it. Um, I have learned a lot about the Enneagram recently and I just um, love sharing it with other people, and this is a great way to do that. So, um, right now, of course, I did grow up in Middle Tennessee with Kathy and did thought my life was ending um, when I had to move away from her. But um, right now, I live in Knoxville um, with my husband, Brian, and we have three children. Um, Avery is our 16 year old daughter, and then we have twin boys, um, Jake and John Pierce, and they are 14. Um I am a physician assistant. Um and so COVID has been very interesting for me. Um actually to the point of being furloughed. Um it's been a really interesting time to work in the medical field. You are either swamped or or the well's gone dry. Um and so things are starting to pick up a little bit. I hope to go back to work. Um next month, but um, I work in pediatrics and really enjoy um, that, that field of medicine, so that's a little bit about me.
0: Great, thank you. Our second guest um, is Jess, and she is, she was actually, we were college roommates. Um, we went to rival high schools, but we didn't, and played sports against each other, but didn't meet until college, Um, And so we lived together for a few years and became really close friends. And um, so she we don't live in the same town anymore, which is really sad. Um, But it's always a good time when we can get back together. And so just tell us a little bit about your um, family situation and what you do. And I guess about, you know, how COVID has affected all of that. Sure.
3: Um, so yeah, I'm Jess, I'm 25, um, and I'm an occupational therapist. I just graduated back in May, um, so since then, I was, well, I was out in Memphis, and then came back to Chattanooga, where I'm from, um, so I'm just hanging out here, uh, moved back in with the family, um, and I'm on the job hunt, <laughs> um, so yeah, kind of, Similar to what Jen mentioned, it's um, been an interesting time to be in the healthcare field. And um, yeah, I'm, I'm really excited to jump in, but it's just been kind of hard finding um, the right place right now. Um, but yeah, so I'm enjoying you know being home though, kind of having that extra free time to uh, catch up with family and friends. Um, so I'm trying not to take that for granted. Um, and I'm dating an awesome guy named Tanner and we've been together for a little over two years.
0: So. Awesome. Thanks, Jess. Um, so either one of y'all can start out, uh, but can you just each tell us a little bit about how you found the Enneagram and maybe, you know, kind of just a short like journey to how you, you know, came to identifying as a type nine.
2: So, um, I heard about it first through my church in the realm of like my small group, my friends and my small group were, um, talking about it had discovered it also our youth minister um gave my husband the book um the road back to you um and so I immediately took it I won't say stole it I took it but um and so that's how I first heard about it and thought you know this was pretty interesting um and so I think I actually did you know I did um look through the book but also did some of the online quizzes um and I think there's an app you know that has a quiz and again it just kept coming back to a nine so for me.
3: Yeah, so I heard about it through several different friends. They kept mentioning it to me and they were like, this quiz is so crazy. It's so spot on. You have to try it. Um, So I finally um, took an online quiz. I think it was the Enneagram Institute, maybe. um, And that quiz and um, the first time I took it I got a two, which I felt like I did relate to a lot of, Um, and I was kind of happy. I was like, okay, yeah, like, I could see myself as a two. You know, there's really good qualities that, like, I hope describe me, Um, and then the more I kind of looked into it and kind of dug a little deeper and really did some introspection, um, I was like, you know what? I kind of hate to admit it. At first, I was a little, like, nervous, because I was like, do I really want to be a nine? (laughs) I really feel like this is me, but you know, I was just kind of hesitant. I was like, I don't know. I kept going back and forth. And like I said, just with interest and kind of really being honest with myself and who I am, I was like, okay, yeah, I'm I'm a nine. So it's been good to kind of explore those strengths and, you know, weaknesses as well.
0: So twos and nines are often mistyped because they're, they can be quite similar um, in their characteristics and the way they interact with people. Um, So I think that's a common Mistype for type nines and vice versa
2: well i know when i took a quiz i think um two was like you know you're most definitely an a or it kind of ranked the the ones that could be and, and two was was second but i will say all four of us sitting here and growing up in the south that's just our sweet little southern lady um ness you know southernness kind of coming out. We want to be that that helper. And I think that's why we um can so closely identify with the twos. But I think like Jess says, once you kind of do some introspection and study a little deeper, you'll learn the real you. Yeah.
1: Yeah. And and a lot of um women with young children can also mistype as twos because Mm -hmm. they're having to give so much of themselves for caretaking and and so that that's another two miss type. So I guess yeah. if you're a southern woman with small children.
0: <laughs> <A> whammy. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so we touched on the wings when we during the intro. Um, so again, type nines either have kind of a dominant eight wing or a dominant one wing. So can y'all tell us which of your wings you feel like is the most dominant?
2: I'm definitely a dominant one. Um, and I often wonder if 20 years ago I had learned about the Enneagram, what I have typed out as, as a one, but, you know, cause I specifically remember, uh, when my babies were born, I told myself, I can't be perfect anymore because if I strive for perfection with little babies all over my house, I'll end up in a psych ward. So, um, but anyway, but that, yeah, so that, that, that one and those traits are definitely dominant for me.
3: I also feel that I have a dominant one wing. Um, similar to what Jen said, I think I realize just kind of some perfectionistic tendencies, um, just in different areas of my life. Um, also, I think ones just have a really strong kind of moral belief, like they know what they stand for, they know what they believe in, and they, you know, are motivated to pursue that and make sure, you know, that that is on the forefront of, you know, kind of everything. Um, so I think in those two ways, I was like, okay, yeah, I think a one wing is definitely my type.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So nines and ones are another, I think that's the most common mistype are nines and ones actually. And so, the difference between those two is if you don't hear that inner critic like the one hears, then you're not a one, mm-hmm. so that's interesting, and you know what, Jen, you had three babies <laughs> right <laughs> I mean, yeah, all at one time, yeah, yeah, you could yes that's that's interesting that you um kind of had that revelation, and you know yeah. also. Um, they say when you are typing yourself and learning about your Enneagram type to think back to your age of 20, Yeah, and and that's really, um, because we're, um, we have the tendency to be the most selfish around that age, and so that's when some of those characteristics of your type would be most dominant. I'd agree with that. Okay, so, um... Each of you, if you'll answer um, this for us, what do you consider to be the most important components of your friendships? Jess, you want to go first this time? I
2: feel like sure. I'm always
3: Yeah, <laughs> sure. Um, so I thought of three
1: different things. Um,
3: so I thought of intentionality, um, transparency, and supportiveness were kind of the three big ones that I hold most important
1: in friendship. Mm-hmm. And so just how is Im- friendship important to you?
3: Yeah, so I just really desire like connectedness with different people. So I always find it really important to have people that I can kind of just do life with and that, um, you know, kind of accept me for who I am. They know me, they know my true self. Um, and I just desire to have those friends in my life that I can, you know, share the joys of life with, but also kind of the, the struggles with as well. Um, again, just to have that connection, I guess, um, where people just really understand me is why I find friendship so important.
1: So do you just do you have a lot of friends? Do you have one or two friends? Yeah, so I would say I have,
3: you know, a small handful of really close, true friends. Um, I do feel like part of me is a little extroverted. So I do, you know, enjoy meeting new people and kind of getting to know people. But I would say that I definitely tend to have fewer, close friends.
1: Yeah, so would you say because of that, like, is depth of friendship or like width of friendship more important to you? yeah I definitely
3: value depth for sure um, yeah, getting to know someone good, bad, and ugly, <laughs> uh-huh. yeah
1: and so you identify as an introvert yeah i um
3: it's weird, I think there's a an interesting mix of you know I definitely have introverted tendencies where you know I definitely need my alone time to kind of recharge and and that kind of thing, but, you know, there's also, I would say, about an even amount of time where I do enjoy, you know, kind of getting out, and, and spending time with, you know, other people, and, um, and that kind of thing, so, yeah, it's, it's kind of been an interesting mix, trying to figure out, do I feel like I'm more introverted, or me- more extroverted, but I think it's a good kind of mix.
0: Yeah, mm-hmm. I think that could be kind of confusing for a type nine, too, because, you know, we talked about earlier, type nines have the lowest amount of energy, typically. And so, like, type nines typically need so much time to kind of rest and recharge. And that could kind of be confusing, you know, when it comes to the introvert-extrovert kind of decision, too. So, I think, I don't know that other types deal with that. We'll have to find that out. But, Um, as we kind of do some more in our series but I think for type nines we definitely need (laughs) that downtime. Yeah so do you
1: feel like uh, just that you're energized by people or not energized by a lot of people?
3: I think in a small amount that I get energized by being around you know lots of different people. Um, but, you know, after a while it does, I can tell I start to kind of like get tired and kind of get to that point where I'm like, okay, I'm ready to go home, ready to get into my comfy clothes, you know, kind of get that out alone kind of downtime. Um,
1: so yeah. So June, tell us about you. What do you consider to be the most important components of a friendship?
2: Um, so important to me is definitely, um, friends who are, there when I need them, but not overbearing. Um, because again, kind of going back to that, um, that need to be energized by alone time and, and downtime. If somebody is just overbearing, it's exhausting to me. And so I, I don't feel like I can have a, a fulfilling relationship, um, with them. Um, it's also important, of course, that, um, my closest friends have the same beliefs and the same values. And again, because I think I I am very drained by being in social situations. And so I think that, um, if, if I'm constantly having to think about, I gotta be careful about what I say or what, what, what conversations we have because our beliefs and values are different. You know, although there can be growth from that, but still, um, I'm going to truly relax and truly enjoy my friendships. If I know we're kind of all on the, on the same playing field. Um, yeah,
1: that's so interesting. Um, so nines appear to us to be very relaxed, but on the inside, they're not. So they have that constant kind of internal struggle. I,
2: I know that's, I bet that's really tough. Yeah, it, it yeah. can be if you don't recognize it for what it is and give yourself the time to recharge for sure. So,
1: Jen, do you have um, one or two close friends? I mean, I know I'm one of them.
2: Um, yes. Or is depth or width more important to right. you? Yeah, well, you're number one. I do have a two and a three. Um, <laughs> so I'm, I'm definitely a depth person um i do love that i have two or three very close friends from many different aspects of life you know but um i mean i feel like i can come home and you and i can sit down and just pick back up with our friendship you know but in my day to day um i do just have a couple of good friends that i can pick up the phone if i need them we know everything about each other you know that kind of thing, so yeah, that depth is definitely most important.
0: So, what are some strengths that you feel like you bring to friendships that are kind of unique to your personality or your type?
3: So, I mentioned earlier, I thought at first that I was a type two, Um, so kind of tying off, you know, some of those aspects of my personality, um, I would say servanthood. Um, I love, um, you know, kind of, doing things, whether it's, you know, behind the scenes things or just surprising someone with like their favorite drink or, you know, as a note or just kind of in little ways like that. Um, I feel like I bring that to friendships. Um, and since I talked about, you know, I, cherish intentionality in relationships, I try to bring that as well. So, um, you know, just being intentional about if I haven't, you know, really caught up with a friend in a while, you know, trying to find a good time to talk to them, um, and trying to have, you know, honest and real and good conversations. Um, and I do have the time to, um, hang out with some of my
2: friends, so. Yeah, same. I would agree with that. Um, you know, if we, uh, Get, if I get together with friends, um, they're not going to have to stress about me controlling the situation. You know, if they need to talk, I'm going to let them talk. Um, and, but also because that part of our personalities that, you know, kind of strays away from conflict, we're always going to have fun, whatever we do, we're gonna, we're gonna enjoy being with each other. So.
0: That's great. I think not nine, type nines really bring a lot of positive qualities and maybe calming qualities to, to friendships and other relationships. Um, so, you know, on the flip side of that, you know, as you know, there's lots of positive qualities, but of course, I think we each have our own unique challenges, um, when it comes to relationship. Um, so specifically like with friendship, what have you found kind of in your growth journey that's been, um, some challenges that you feel like you've had to overcome or, you know, face that, you know, maybe other people don't that are different than you?
3: So my biggest fear, and I think this is, you know, definitely a a strong quality of nines, but one of my biggest fears is that I'm going to upset someone, even if it's something little, like I want to go somewhere out to eat that they don't want to go, or, you know, just something little like that. I have the biggest fear that they are going to, like, completely leave my life. That relationship is going to be crushed. <laughs> I make a really big deal out of, like, having to possibly upset someone. So the biggest challenge for me, at least in friendships, has been, you know, in terms of um, holding people kind of accountable and being able to handle confrontation in um you know, a godly and and graceful manner, um, you know, I think that is a really important aspect of friendship, you know, being able to, um, you know, call someone out if, you know, they're maybe doing something that causes you or themselves or, you know, someone else to stumble, um, and I have a really, really hard time doing that, um, and so, yeah, that's been one of the biggest things that I've kind of tried to, uh, focus on with friendships and different relationships is just, um, being able to have the courage to, you know, have those confrontations, um, those conversations with people and, you know, again, do it in a, in a graceful manner and in a way that's, you know, beneficial for everyone. Um, but it's hard.
0: <laughs> yeah. So like when Jess and I lived together in college, we both identify as type nine and we didn't know that at the time, of course. And so, like, we would sit there for, like, the whole afternoon and not, like, we wanted to go somewhere to eat, but we couldn't, like, neither one of us was bold enough to make a decision, and so we would just end up staying home, (laughs) or, like, we would watch, want to watch a movie, and it would take us hours to decide, and so we just ended up doing something else. (laughs) Um, (laughs) And so, like, that's the lighter side of that, I think, but then on the flip side, like, there were times when it was, that was really challenging, because, Like neither one of us wanted to confront, you know, if we, if there was a problem. And so, you know, when we finally did, um, kind of have that conversation, it was like a lot of stuff had built up. Cause I think, I know for me, at least as a type nine, like that can, that stuff can really build up because I don't want to, you know, talk about it. Yes, I agree.
2: Yeah, definitely. I know, um, with some of my challenges, you know, y'all kind of hit on it earlier, how in, um, times of stress, we kind of go into that sloth realm, you know, so I can, can be bad. Of course, I'm not going to be friends with only nines. So I will have friends that don't understand why I don't always answer the phone, you know, or why I don't always, um, call them to, to make plans or that kind of thing. and so I think that can be a challenge on my end. Is realizing my friends on you know who identifies different types on the enneagram need that from me. Um, that can definitely be a struggle sometimes.
1: Yeah, I'm a type three, so I in 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 non-security or stress, I go to nine. And so I can resonate with that. Yeah. I just want to shut myself away from everybody. Yeah. Just let me recoup. Yeah. Let me yeah. be. And and I'll come back out and I'll be your three. But <laughs> right, right, right. Right. Give me a minute. Yeah. Um, I have a question. So this is interesting. I was thinking about you two. Is there um a friend any like a, a friend that you have or a specific type Enneagram
0: type that you kind of seem to gravitate towards Hmm. or even like your significant other I'd be kind of interested to hear both sides of that Mm -hmm. yeah that's a whole different
2: um way to look at the Enneagram is and I um haven't delved into that probably as much as as I want to and and as I need to, I know Beth McCord has a book out there that really talks about that, but um, my husband is a 30 Kathy, so, um, so I know what it's, it's like to, to deal with threes, but I think probably, um, I know, I know,
0: yeah. <laughs> good practice, <I'm> <laughs> If we didn't yeah. have threes in the world, us nines wouldn't get anything done. So
2: you're so right. You're so right. We we balance each other very well. Um, but honestly, I mean, I have I just thinking about my close circle, and especially that's kind of with my church small group. I mean, there there are several nines in there, um, and I think because. Now I will say because we all understand each other, and, and we don't get upset if we don't answer the phone, or we don't get upset if we if we don't if we don't want to hang out. But I, you know, love me a good seven in a group, you know, because I know if if especially if we're doing something social that we're going to have fun, and the weight is not on my shoulders to make sure everybody has fun. Um, so I do um, gravitate towards towards sevens as well.
1: That's interesting. What about you, Jess?
3: Yeah, so I was actually just thinking kind of similar things. I feel like a lot of my friends are nines as well, and um, I agree. I think it's, you know, we do understand each other, and we enjoy kind of that chill time and just kind of hanging out. Yeah, um, yeah, so I thought that was interesting. And correct me if I'm wrong, but I thought I maybe read somewhere that nines tend to kind of encompass a lot of um, or different qualities from like all of the numbers. I could be completely off on that, but I thought I kind of read that somewhere. And so, you know, it could be maybe I'm friends with nines because, you know, there is a lot of diversity at the same time. Like they kind of take a little bit from the different numbers. I don't know if y'all have heard that or not.
1: Yeah, well you merge with other people too. So you can kind of take on their interests, their feelings. Yeah. Um yeah, so that's that's a great interesting point that nuns have a lot of non-friends. Mm-hmm. That's yeah. that's really interesting. I haven't thought about that. So how comfortable are you both in, with vulnerability in relationships? like either being vulnerable with others or other people, your friends or your significant other being vulnerable with you, how comfortable are you with that?
2: Jen, do you want to go ahead? I feel like I've been answering. Oh, sure. Yeah, so, I mean, I'm an open book. How much time do we have? What do you want to know? I'll tell you everything, you know, so I... Unlimited recording, Jen. Right, Right. so, you know, if you want to sit down and, and know from you know, birthday to 46 plus a month, you know, I am happy to share that with you. Um, I think the other way around, I love when people share with me. I love when they feel comfortable enough to share with me. My problem is I want to fix it and I get stressed out if I can't fix it you know, so when they're telling me something and I feel like I'm not coming up with the right answer for them, that's going to make their life better. um, That's stressful to me. So
1: Interesting. What about you, Jess? Yeah. um, So I agree, actually.
3: I love when people feel that they can trust me and they can be, you know, really vulnerable with me. I love, you know, hearing from people and hearing their, um, you know, highs and lows and Um, So that makes me feel really good when people do feel like they can be really vulnerable around me. Um, I also feel comfortable being vulnerable. I think that's something I've had to work on. Um, Again, I think it comes back to that whole like I don't want to, you know, I'm so afraid of like disappointing people or, you know, being too much for people or, um, you know, something like that. And so I'm always afraid that, you know, if I'm too vulnerable, they're going to, they're going to (laughs) leave. Um, so that's something I've definitely had to work on. Um, but I do, you know, feel more comfortable now being vulnerable with people. Um, but I would say I'm still kind of in that growth stage where, you know, I maybe enjoy people being vulnerable with me and I'm still working on being vulnerable.
1: Uh, Yeah, that's interesting. But, you know, I think that's common, um, maybe among all types. I mean, vulnerability is hard Mm -hmm. and I almost wanna say and Jen, you may agree with me or not, because you know, yeah. we're the older ones in this group this quad here, but the older I get, the harder it becomes for me to be vulnerable. I know you said you were an open book, but but I don't know. I don't know that and maybe that's because I'm a three, you know, I wanna I wanna put on this perfect image. Um okay. so Jen, but you said you were an open book and you don't feel that way. So
2: yeah, and I don't know that it's necessarily harder. It may just be that I am more choosy with who I'm vulnerable with, if that makes sense. Like, I'm, um, I am am not, you know, whereas 10 years ago, every mom I had a play date with, God love it, you know, knew my whole history, you know, whereas now it's just my, like, That's too much energy for me to go into all of that. So unless they are really, really going to be around for a long time, I'm not going there. You know, I don't care to go there, but it's just, I guess maybe it'll take me longer to be vulnerable, if that makes sense. A little more choosy. Yeah.
1: Yeah. That's an interesting point. So if they're going to be around a long time. Yeah. 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 I get that because we can't be an open book for everybody. Right. Yeah, we just can't, you know, let's face it, there's, there's friends, acquaintances, people out there that we can't be vulnerable with. And I think, so as a gut type, do you sense that? Do you have that feeling? Or how do you intuit that from other people like,
2: okay, I shouldn't share this? Yeah, I think it's just I have to be comfortable that it's going to be a long-term friendship. Yeah, that it's not just a you know, say so for example with my work, um setting, I'm not always working with the same nurses or not always working with the same radiology techs or whatever, you know. So not all of them are going to know all about me because I don't spend all the time With them whereas if I was in a different setting and I saw the same people all day every day and I knew that okay we're sharing eight hours a day together we're sharing life together you know then I might be tempted to be a little more vulnerable so I have to be sure that it's somebody that I'm going to be sharing a large portion of life with um before I go there that makes sense so just,
1: yeah yeah it does so just you express, express that you're working on being vo- more vulnerable so when do you decide that you're going to share that with somebody else yeah um
3: I think kind of agreeing with Jen it's one of those, like, okay, I know that investing in a relationship takes a lot of energy and a lot of effort, and so I do kind of have to be, you know, careful and choosy about, you know, who I see, you know, being that good friend, being someone that can pour into me, someone that, you know, I do see myself having um, a friendship with for several years, Um, you know, just thinking back, like, I feel like I've been in, Kind of this transition period for several years of just you know being in college and then moving away to a different city and you know being there for a few years for grad school and then you know moving back here and you know all my different friend groups from those areas have since you know gone their ways and that kind of thing and so you know just kind of looking back at those people that you know i would consider friends that um you know i was either in school with or something like that but um people that I don't necessarily, you know, keep up with every day and that kind of thing. Um, I do think that I probably shared less with them than maybe the friends that, um, again, are my closer friends that I, you know, see being in my life for for several years. So um, yeah, I definitely agree kind of with what Jen was mentioning earlier.
0: So you both kind of referenced, which I thought this was really interesting. I don't know that the other types will talk about this, but you both referenced like the energy that it takes to have in friendship. And so do you feel like for you, um, maybe you only invest in one to two really close friends because it takes a lot of energy to like tell your story and like maintain really close relationships with a lot of people. I just be, maybe not. So don't tell me that if that's not true, but, um, but I just was kind of curious about that energy piece.
2: Oh, I agree 100% with that. You know, if I know that, okay, this week or, you know, over the next two or three days, I need to touch base with two people who are my good friends. I just need to, you know, reach out, make sure they're okay. Um, telling them, thinking about them, whatever. Versus, oh my gosh, I gotta do that with 10 people or 12 people. There's no way. So yeah, absolutely. It's an energy thing. For me, it is. That's why, you know, a couple of people are gonna get the most of me, the rest of you are going to get leftovers. <laughs> so yeah. <laughs> yeah.
3: Like as terrible as this sounds, like even just like a simple text here and there, I'm like, oh, that like takes so much like effort and energy to like, literally just like type, you know, either call a friend or text a friend be like, Hey, how are you doing? And you know, and then it's just, it can be tiring. And so I'm like, ah, oh, like, I kind of hate that. I feel that way sometimes. But yeah, it's, you know, again, I think what Amy said, just, that energy level to invest in friendships, you know, with several friendships can be hard um, because it does take a lot of, you know, effort and
1: intentionality, but. You know what I love about that? It's the quality that uh, the quality that you invest in a friendship where just, um, you know, it's quality over quantity. And to me, I think in relationships, this is not a human factory, Right. So in relationships, that's so important. And I think people are lucky to have nine friends. I don't mean that as in nine friends. Let me rephrase that.
2: <laughs> friends who are nines. Yeah.
1: <laughs> friends that identify as type nines. I think that's completely li- li- correct. I hope yeah, so. Exactly. <laughs> Okay. So, um, this is something we, uh, have been doing in our episodes. Um, at the very end, we each talk about how we've been brave or courageous lately. So, uh, who wants to go first and tell us something brave or courageous you've done lately?
2: Um, I don't care to share because this is what's coming up next for me, even, even tonight. But, um, I have, for myself found um a program that I've been following to lose some weight and to get healthy. And um A because it's worked so good for me, but just B because um my love of healthcare and wanting people to, to get healthy and knowing that our current ways of medicine is not making people healthy. Um, I I want to share that with other people but um, I don't as you know as easily as some other personality types because I'm so afraid of what you know, what's somebody gonna think? Um, they're gonna think I'm silly, or they're just gonna think I'm selling something, or you know, I'm afraid they won't see the true meaning behind why I'm sharing with them. But so it's just this constant get over yourself, share what you know, and so that's I'm just constantly being brave by stepping out and sharing and I'm doing um another contact by zoom here in a few minutes um to go on
1: to oh along with that so what time um, what time do you have to be in the next one
2: Oh, uh, whenever we're finished <laughs> no big <laughs> no big deal so um so yeah so that's putting myself out there um I'm trying to be trying to be more brave about with that yeah
1: oh that's great Yeah, that's really great. I love that growth. We like to call ourselves growth junkies. There you go.
0: Yeah, I think we stole that from um, Jen and Val. Yeah, over at the Metamorphosis Podcast.
1: Yeah, Yeah. we need to just form like a really big, large group that nuns don't have to stay at very long. Right. (laughs) Uh, The growth junkie group. (laughs) Yeah. Just give us a week to build up energy, and and we'll be good. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. okay, so Jess, what have you done that's been brave or courageous lately? Yeah, so I really value, like, being comfortable,
3: and so I've been trying to kind of challenge that mindset, Um, so I mentioned earlier, I've been on the job hunt for an occupational therapy job. So, um, I have just really been challenging myself to apply, um, for jobs in different settings that would make me really uncomfortable and, you know, settings that, um, I initially, you know, was like, no way I would never do that. Um, I've just kind of been learning a lot about the Lord and, and, you know, his character and his goodness and, um, just kind of being open to to where he leads. And so it's kind of been a brave step for me of just being like, okay, now's the time to start. Um, you know, just applying for things that are a little scary, <laughs> but um, I'm excited to see, you know, what doors are open, and what doors close, and, you know, I know it'll be for his glory, so I'm excited to see how that kind of plays out. Yeah,
1: yeah I hope you find um, the work of your hands really soon. Maybe we should put your resume in our show notes.
2: <laughs> there <you> go. <laughs> She's very talented.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Anyone listening? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Well, thanks for sharing that. I know that that even takes some like courage to, you know, be willing to talk about it. So um, I think we could sit and ask you guys questions all night, because um, <laughs> I think we've had a lot of fun. Um, but we want to respect your time, so uh, we just want to say thank you so much again um, for coming on. And I think we all learned a lot. Um, and so hopefully those listening, you know, whether they're you know, friends with a type nine or, you know, maybe trying to identify their type. Uh, Hopefully this was helpful. Um, So if you're listening and you have any questions, um, you can reach out to us at netfishlife.com. Our contact information is there and you can also find us on Facebook and Instagram. So go be brave, rageous today.